0: I spent the weekend camping in Big Sur, California and a highlight of my trip was I went to Nepente restaurant where I met a very interesting couple. The man was probably in his late 50s and he was a dead ringer for Adam Savage from Mythbusters. And the girl was in her late 20s and she was kind of a hot topic clad curvaceous lady with a purple lip and a purple streak in her hair. And the way that I began talking to them was I overheard them place their order. So they said, for the fries, can you bring us a side of ambrosia sauce? No, a bucket of ambrosia sauce. Just bring a lot of ambrosia sauce. So I had to ask, what is ambrosia sauce? And they gasped, you've never heard of ambrosia sauce. It's a special secret sauce they have here. You have to order it. And they went on to tell me that they had come here every year for the man's birthday, and the man put his arm around the woman and said, she's my daughter, and they both laughed. So I did order the ambrosia sauce, and my order came before theirs, and they watched me eat intently, and they said, do you love it? Do you love the ambrosia sauce? It was good. Um, You know, it was kind of like tartar sauce with barbecue sauce mixed in, but the couple uh, went on, to be very kissy and huggy in front of each other, and the girl was talking about what kind of cosplay that she does, and the man was asking questions. And I started to get really creeped out, until I realized that she wasn't his daughter, that they were just having an affair, that they thought it would be funny if they told me that that was his daughter. But they were just here in Big Sur, California, in the middle of nowhere, with no service, having an affair. You know what? They seem pretty happy.
1: Hello, friends. It's me, Dale. And I'm your host. Tonight it's 4 a.m. Dale O'Clock the twitching hour, if you have restless leg syndrome, as I do, and if it's a gentleman who once dressed himself as a president and waited for his wife to get home only to forget that she had book club and he passed out from the heat and lack of oxygen to be revived later by a handsome EMT in the back of an ambulance on the way to New York Methodist, then this must be Dale Radio. And I am so pleased to be back with you. It's a great episode, and it's coming to you as as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, "'and oh, how the mighty Guani sparkles under the rapidly warming skies, "'ladies and gentlemen. "'Children are tossing their candy canes into the canal "'and watching them dissolve into peppermint gas "'before even reaching the surface. "'And me, well, I've got everything in place "'for the traditional sea for Christmas.' "'My gold-toed socks have been washed and hung by the fire escape. "'Both as our stockings, and in the event that our very dry tree should catch on fire "'and we're forced to leave in a hurry, it's nice to have clean socks. "'You think about those people in the bathrobes looking up as their apartment building burns, "'and I always think I bet one of them wishes they'd grabbed a pair of socks. "'Does anything make the day better than clean socks? "'Not for this fella. Sex, maybe, but I haven't had that in a year and a half, "'so I'll go with socks.' Yes, I've done all my wrapping, making sure to use the extra-wide packing tape so that the unwrapping part really lasts. I've dropped little chocolates and mints that I scavenged from restaurants into the stockings for baby Pepsi and Katrina. I put all my decorations up around the house, from the wreath on the door that we made from an old bicycle tire to the miniature snowman village we built out of chicken bones and takeout containers. Look at thin Frosty all snuggled into his carton. We don't have an advent calendar, but we open a package of duck sauce every day from now until Christmas. Partly to clean out the drawer, but also to mark the passing of time. And Pepsi thrives on the stuff. And instead of a gingerbread house, oh, we've made ours from saltines. And if Uncle Dale gets too tipsy at the holiday party and has a morning of regrets, that house will pair nicely with some flat ginger ale. Yes, it's a wonderful time of year, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you a beautiful episode of stories and comedy to you today. You know what else is great? Audible.com. If you'd like to listen to maybe some holiday classics, why well, they've got them over 180,000 titles for your listening pleasure, they're our sponsor. If you go to AudibleTrial.com slash Dale Radio uh, and get a uh, sign up there for the 30 day free trial Will you get a free audio book. And won't that make passing the time uh, over the holidays go quickly for you? Duh, consider it. We get a little bit, you get a little bit. Everybody makes out in the end. I should mention that after a short break for the holidays, where the Seavers will pack up and travel to hotspot destinations like outside of Philadelphia and Wilmington, Ohio, that we will be returning with some big live shows in the new year. First of all, we'll be making our third trip. Can you believe that? Our third trip out to San Francisco at SF Sketchfest, and that's for the. F- I mean, it's not my third trip in time ta- I've been to San Francisco many times, having lived there. But for Sketchfest, this will be the third. Uh, we're going to bring the show out there, and we're just we're changing it up. This is going to be the first ever Deep Night with Dale Seaver. We've been leading up to it all season. I've been dropping little hints. It's why I'm up here at 4 a.m. talking to you, because we want to know what happens at this hour. And uh, that's going to be the the focus of this thing. It's a a brand new take. More video, uh, more weird topics. We're going to get into some uh, more unusual things. We're still going to look at characters. Uh, Because that's what the show is all about, you know, characters and their creators for the stage, page, and screen. But also, let's get a little bit uh, to the underground culture of of this country. Let's see what's happening. Who's up at 4 a.m. and what are they doing? That's what I want to know. It's going to be amazing. It's happening Tuesday, uh, January 19th, 8 p.m. at the Eureka Theater in San Francisco. Oh, that's lovely. Down by the Embarcadero. A nice tie place there if you like. And uh, special guests are going to be announced. I can't uh, tell you who yet. It's going to be fantastic, though. We're sharing a bill with Killing My Lobster once again. So get your $20 tickets in advance because they sell out. That's what happens in this show uh, at SF Sketchfest. All the things sell out. So uh, it's a Tuesday, uh, and that will be a nice uh, break from all the goings on. Um, nice way to keep the buzz steady and going for comedy. And all the info on how to get those tickets is going to be up there on daleradio.com. Also, oh, Los Angeles, I've missed you. So let's have some fun, shall we? Tuesday, February 16th, 7.30 p.m. We're going to bring you a free, it's impossible, that must be a typo, (laughs) a typo in my brain, free. It's a free show. It's a free show, and here's who's on it. James Adomian, Kate Berlant, Megan Rosenblum, and Cyrus Guarimani. That's a lot of talent, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to up it. Even more, because we've got uh, uh, DJ Nina Tar spinning vinyl uh, uh, throughout the evening. That's going to be wonderful. I love the old classic tunes, you know, a little bit of the scratching as it was. And we're going to debut a new theme uh, song for Deep Night, a new title sequence for the live show. It's all very exciting. see how all these things have just been uh, slowly percolating and coming together uh, for these couple of shows. I'm, I'm, I hope you can make it. If you're out there, I know there's so many of you listen on the West Coast, and I'm going to do a double West Coast appearance. Um, should we do more? I don't know. Maybe. Let's see. Let's see. If the demand is there, demand in other parts of the country who want me to get in the bus and come on out there, I'll fire up Lil Barry. It's the old 89 Chrysler LeBaron. We'll see. I just got her new spark plugs. We'll be ready to hit out there. But in honor of the big show happening in L.A., I asked a Los Angeles comedian, Claire Downs, to provide a character portrait for us today. And I tell you, she delivered. <laughs> Didn't she? If you like going to hippie restaurants in California, guilty. I do. Uh, especially those where you run into people having affairs. Oh, that's a good one, wasn't it? Cosplay affairs are the best. Who knows, maybe he does cosplay as the Mythbuster. That'd be something somebody would do, probably. But if cosplay relationships where both parties are dressing up, have they just run out of stuff to talk about? I mean, how hard up for dinner conversation do you have to be to decide that you want to dress like Thor? Or worse, Beta Ray Bill. That's a deep cut for the Thor-hedge out there. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm busy. I've dated the cosplayers. I've dabbled in the cosplayer community. I appreciate what they do. And uh, probably there's a Dale cosplayer out there, and I would love to see the pictures. But uh, they take a lot of time to make those things, you know, uh, fastening harnesses and, and headdresses. And replica uh, armor and weaponry and that kind of thing, space weaponry. You understand? But uh, uh, they only want to talk about those things because that's what's going on for them. The rest of us, uh, we're going about our lives. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not dumping on Cosby. I'm just wondering how I make it work with two of you in the relationship. I'm genuinely curious because I, I, I went out with this gal. And uh, I just know that there's only so much knowledge one can absorb about Xena Warrior Princess when you've never watched the show. I wish you well in the creation of this leather skirt, but I do not know what you're talking about. Anyway, my thanks to Claire for sending that portrait in. You can follow her on Twitter, at Claire C. Downs, or catch her in the web series, These People, which you can watch on thesepeople.tv. We wish her the best. Thank you, Claire. All right. So today, first off, my thanks uh, go once again to Harvest Works, a wonderful center for the development and creation of new media works in Soho in Manhattan. Uh, They hosted us for this conversation. My guest today is Adam Wade. You've seen him around town. I'm sure he's tireless and he's full of heart and he's one of my absolute faves. I'll be honest. We only sort of knew each other. That's how it is. Sometimes you only sort of know somebody. We were Facebook friends. He came to some shows of mine. And I don't think I'd ever seen him perform. But then I bought his album. And I talk about this at length in the episode. And I mean every word. It's terrific. Go buy this album. The Human Comedy. You'll thank me. Now, uh, uh, more on Adam, uh, aside from all the great things that I can't stop uh, talking about. He's the winner of 20 slams at the Moth, 18 story slam victories, and two Grand Slam championships. That's the storytelling series that you all know and hear. He's got uh, 20 different winning stories. That's a lot of winning, you understand. These things are not easy to compete against all these great storytellers that are out there, but he's doing it, and uh, he's bringing home the bacon. And he's toward uh, the bacon being, uh, I assume, some kind of trophy. I have never seen what it is that they get. I don't know if it's a cash prize or something that is worth a lot, but probably storytelling, that's where the big money is. He's toured across the country with the Moth Main Stage. He's also been featured on the Moth Radio Hour and the Moth Podcast. He's performed on shows such as Ashcat at UCB, Night Train with Wyatt Sinak, our old friend Wyatt, doing well. Have a new digital show up there. Uh, Big Terrific with uh, uh, Max Silvestri, who was on this show. The Liar Show, Mortified, Risk, all the greats. It's Adam Wade from New Hampshire, the pride of Hoboken. And uh, I'm proud to call him my friend, Adam Wade. Oh, my goodness. This is such an honor to have you, Adam Wade.
2: Yeah, the honor is mine. The honor is oh, mine.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's great. And you excited? This is a holiday season coming
2: up. Yeah, I'm very excited. Up.
1: Do you have some Adam Wade uh, holiday special things that you do?
2: Yeah, uh,. I, I usually, like, I live in Hoboken, I'll, I'll go to, like, my bar for New Year's by, by my place and, and like, you know, you're like, oh, Adam, you know, it's all you can drink. No, it, I, like, the woman that works there makes, like, really good pie. So, like, you know, I'm going to go have uh, club soda, maybe have a beer, and then I'll have a piece of pie, and then the ball will drop. Does she
1: uh, mix up the kind of pie that you have?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, you know why? Because blueberries went way up, oh. the price <laughs> of blueberry. I used to or she makes the best <laughs> blueberry pie, but, yeah, yeah. You yeah, had to but, adjust. Yeah so now it's um yeah, now it's like a little ha- apple and then a little uh, little chocolate cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, not... it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> oh so God. yeah, so that's the big holiday plan. New Year, that's the big New Year's plan.
1: And how often do you get? You're from New Hampshire. Yes. How often do you get back? That seems um, to me like yeah. the land of Christmas.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, three or four times a year. So I'm going uh, next week. I'll go for a full week oh, to see my be nice. folks and my brother and his his uh, wife and daughter. So
1: everybody's doing Everything well knows. up there.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, can't wait. We we. You know, for me, when I go up, I, I, uh, the big thing we do, my parents and I, is we'll go to Walgreens. Sure. And then we'll go to Walmart. Yeah. And uh, then we go to Target, and then we go to Kohl's. That's our time together. And, uh, <laughs> That's nice. And for some reason, my mother uh, doesn't think—things uh, like dental floss cost like 50 bucks a roll here. Because uh-huh. I just have a lot—when I, I go home, <laughs> out of all things, she buys me my underwear— I'm an adult everybody but she buys <laughs> me underwear uh for some reason and uh boxers which they're nice and she's starting to get colorful after all these years so like, well, like when
1: plaid when you go to visit uh Cuba yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: so I got like three three I'll get three pair of underpants and and a lot of dental floss that's so that's great listen yeah i, I mean I, you you know, go people, through it. if you want to know this is a <laughs> Dale radio exclusive uh i i floss uh I floss every night. I mean, I have it. I have to get through it. So, yeah.
1: I did in advance of this interview. All right, good. Because I, I, n- I figured I was going. Yeah,
2: yeah. Your teeth look very good. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank I'm not you. a uh, dentalologist, but they they look great. Thank you
1: very much. You're welcome. I had to go out of network for the last one. Oh, okay. Oh, you ever do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, a lot.
2: it's a lot, but it's but it was well worth it. Oh, I never so,
1: received the kind of care that I received yeah, yeah, yeah. there. I'll never go again, but no, 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 <laughs> I received yeah. that yeah. level of care.
2: Are you going to use some Kohl's cash while you're up there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have all the—my mother's like a coupon freak, and I've kind of—I've I, I got to admit, like, the texts I send her, like, I'll go to, like, ShopRite, and if I get a big discount, I'll take a photo— uh, of how much I saved, and then I text her that. Yeah. If that's what we get, you know. She
1: doesn't have a full garage, though, full of all other yeah, soaps and that yeah, kind of a, thing. Yeah, a
2: lot of, like, that, yeah. They have, like, their <laughs> little does. storage room. Yeah, they're, oh. they're, they're storing up. There's, there's a lot of Dove soap. There's a lot of dental uh, floss.
1: <laughs> there's uh, a lot of Dove soap dove in Dove <laughs>
2: soap and dental floss. Uh, V-neck T-shirts for me. She, she. That's the other thing. I think I'm going to get, a, like, a three-pack or a four-pack of Oh, that's V-neck. nice. Yeah.
1: That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot's in your stocking.
2: Yeah, there's so a lot of Vicks vapor to. rub. She gets me a tube of Vicks vapor rub. I'm 90 years old. I get yeah, halls. You get a lot of problems breathing. Yeah, of a <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, people say like you should use a neti pot. How do how do I need a new neti pot a neti when pot. I got five knots people- of uh, Vicks?
1: <laughs> Just stick- yeah, burn through that first before you go to the neti. It's sad. Uh, I don't care for the netty thing. I no, can't I don't. Quite I, do that. And
2: everybody, you know, everybody that's a know-it-all when it comes to sinuses because I have yeah. sinuses. You can hear it. Um, everybody like netty All right, easy does it with the netty pot. Exactly. And like, you know, I, Just I, calm down. I, I use like the saline uh, Arm and Hammer little sp- squirt, a little mist. That's that's yeah, the mist. A that's mist. it. That's mm-hmm. a plug. I'm sp- <laughs> That'd be great. I don't need like the spokesperson of Arm and Hammer. Uh... <laughs>
1: it's do, cold season, everybody. You, do you don't terrific. want to
2: sound like this. Do a couple squirts in your nose.
1: Well listen I want to I want to start off though talking about this great album that yeah, you have out you. Uh, The Human Comedy And yep. you take this over at the Bell House in Brooklyn and uh i mean this this is great i told you it's great before we started recording and i will tell you great every day i see you uh because it just it brings tears to the eyes both of joy and uh, of um, identification with you and uh, the stories that you're telling so many moments i just identified so strongly with so thank you for putting this thing yeah,
2: you're welcome thank you thank you for the, the, those type of comments um you know that, that's what i was trying to go for i i you know, I'm sure you. You know, you talk to a lot of people that say they put a lot of work into it. I, I, I put everything into it for about. You know, we, we recorded it in July, and I found out like right during March Madness um, that I was gonna get the opportunity to do it, and I just really, just really, really spent a lot of time on it. So like yeah. any type of compliment, it, yeah, I, I felt good. It exceeded how I wanted it to come out, so that's great for as a performer and a creative person. But um, you know, it, it's it, yeah, I'm just really. Proud of the time I I put into it and and, and how it came out. So. Absolutely.
1: And what was that? Was there a drive to doing that? Were you already thinking
2: about? Yeah, doing I've been it wanting that? to do it for a long time. But yeah. it, it was one of the things where um you know New Wave Entertainment and Jack Vaughn, uh, uh for, you know Comedy Dynamics, uh you know they they I was talking to them and, and you know they they listened to some of my tracks. It's different because it's it's all like we were talking before. It's it's a very different, um you know from what people are used to in a comedy. Um, it's mainly storytelling. Yeah. And, and, and there's not really joke. There's laughter, but there's not like joke jokes. And, um, you know, I mean, they gave me a big shot and they gave me creative control. And, um, you know, they were hoping for like, you know, 55 minutes and it ended up being like 85. So, and, and when I say 85, it's like, wow, that's all. But I mean, you know, it's 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 yeah. consistent. It's not like, you know, just throwing stuff out there. Oh, no, there's, yeah. no, there's
1: nothing uh, that feels extra. Yeah, yeah um well did did you listen to that kind of uh, uh, thing i mean did they exist as a storytelling album exist i can't even think
2: of one i mean like the woody allen stuff i mean i mean partially i'd say like the influences woody allen and and a lot of like the bob newhart stuff yeah um but it's just and then all i want to say like my dad i mean just i mean my the biggest influence (laughs) is my dad just telling stories about himself growing up um I mean that was like the biggest influence. Oh yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, and what was it like? You say you worked on the album for a long time, but it's also been what twelve years or so. Yeah, in yeah. basements and comedy clubs, people having a drink, and you're telling a story, and usually probably one story at a time. I don't know. There's uh, kind of longer ones on the album, um, but then what was the feeling like to take that stage at the Bell House, sold out crowd? Uh, it's all to listen to these things.
2: Yeah, just amazing. Um you you do so many shows, and I've done so many shows for three or four people, like you said, in basements, yes. four or five. Uh, I almost exclusively work that Yeah, way. yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I've been to some of those, and they were great, so oh, I was there. It was big like big. the Ramones. Everybody everybody says they were there, <laughs> Velvet Underground. Everybody was at the, those shows. I was there. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, me- it meant a big deal. A lot, a lot of times in those 12 years, you know, going home from shows, wondering what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Um, and the great thing is with the audience, I mean, it, it did sell, I did sell at the Bell House, but also... The collection of people were there. It was almost like awake in the sense there was just you know people from jobs, people that gave me breaks. And when I say breaks, I'm not saying entertainment breaks. I'm saying get me a a, a job for seventy dollars one day with a sandwich. You know what I mean so and, and I mean that through through the the years. I've been here seventeen years. So and and mainly doing storytelling for twelve. But you know that's been my avocation. You know it's not been my vocation. So you're trying to pay the bills, and it was just really. Um, you know, as far as emotion, to look in the audience and see a lot of these people that kept me here. You know, yeah. they kept me, it kept me up. You know, kept me, you know, roof over my head, um, just like angels. And I'm not religious, or but I'm just saying there are angels in the sense they they took care of me. And and they had faith in me. You know? Yeah,
1: so that means it means the world, does it? When you're when you're there, when you're in the uh, subway going home, or you're in a taxi going home, that's a good gig. If you're in a taxi, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, you know, maybe you don't make any money. Maybe you made ten dollars on the thing, and you think, gosh, why? Why? What am I? But if somebody just says, hey, we'd like you to be a part of this. Yeah, come yeah. Come do a little spot in a web series. Yeah, it's just a little bit. It yeah. says. You have a little value. We like what you do. It's, it's sometimes sustaining. But now the Bell House is a big room. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's for people not from Brooklyn or New York. It's a massive space. I, I played there a couple. It's. I think it's a little bit difficult actually. Yeah. Because you get some stuff on the sides going on, and there's a bar over there, and it's. I, I haven't quite uh, figured that place out yet. It yeah, sounds I, like you tamed it. I tamed it. Fortunately, <laughs> God, if
2: God, will, you know. But yeah, it, it was. It was. It was definitely. Um, I don't want to say, like, intimidating, but, what, you know, what, you're, you're wishing for the... It's like, Rocky, you're ready to go, you're ready to go, and then all of a sudden you look out and they're all there and they're all waiting for you and it's like gulp. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Um But uh, I think part of it is being uh, prepared. Yeah. And, you know, then and then kind of... You know, I always have, like, a cheat sheet before I go out and I'm writing, like, little things, and one thing is, like, you got to... This is the time you have to enjoy it. Like you had like all again, the cab rides and the, not coming for me, come on, I was always the subway, um, but in uh, the bus. Um, uh, but, you know, you think about all those times and then you're like, All right, now's the time yeah, I, I can right. enjoy this. And I, unfortunately, when I was there, that that was like the big thing on my mind. I mean, I was a little choked up, a little, you know, nervous as hell, like like anyone would be. Um, but then I was like wait a minute like this is this is this is why you this is why you've made all the sacrifices you've made and th- this is why you know you've lived in basement apartments with, with roaches and <laughs> mice feces <laughs> so um yeah so oh
1: the mice huh oh god I, I can I'm a sound sleeper I'll tell you that but if I hear a oh, mice will wake me up yeah. mosquito wake me up mm-hmm. they're loud but a, a mouse oh. if I got a mouse in the room or oh, I just hear that little scritch 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 oh your heart sinks
2: we're, we're, we're New Yorkers here, yeah, we know yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh
1: uh, Well, how did you determine the structure of the album? Uh, which stories go in or which stories don't go in?
2: That was a, a big thing uh, I had a lot of, you know, fortunately um, You know, being prolific and, and working on these It's not, I've, I've continued to work on new material Over and over and over again um, And, you know, I had about 40 and i had them all on the wall and then i just started narrowing them down and trying them and then once i got about down to like 10 um i was wondering what the structure if there was a structure because hopefully well what was difficult is like a lot of the stories are 10 to 15 minutes i think all then there's six final stories on, on the album uh you want each one to kind of go on its own if if, if someone's going to listen to it right but then i also wanted to give the You know, compliment the people that listen to it all the way through that there is some type of structure. Right. And so the, so that was important to me. So just trying to figure that out. And again, it's just a lot of time at a coffee shop or a subway just getting a water and a cookie and writing, writing <laughs> the, like what, you know, there's a couple of callbacks and they're very, very subtle. And it's funny that I have a friend, Sean uh, from high school and he'll email me uh, every once in a while. And he's like, I've listened to it a third time and then he'll put these two things and it's night nice. like that. Again, so there's a, there's a few super fans I don't yeah. know, like trying, but they'll, they'll write like what, what thing's connected and, and it's kind of that makes me feel really good. But they have to stand on their own. they have to stand alone.
1: Right And that's how you uh, practice right or rehearse yes. doing it is by doing individual stories around mm-hmm. town. Yep. so hey, you got a spot, you jump in and do it. And that is to me um, makes it maybe a little bit harder to figure out the larger narrative yeah when you're honing just one specific thing. But let me ask you about that because, uh, there, as we were talking about, there's not a um, there's not a false note in this thing. Every word is exactly where it needs to be, and uh, is is there any room for improvisation within this uh or it seems as if everything exactly where it needs to be in the way that maybe the ancients might tell a tale of the gods or something yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh. and it's just like that great oral uh, i just tradition. want to
2: let you know I, 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 this is the best podcast i've ever done this is so great <laughs> oh, okay. um uh, my ego is thank you um but uh <laughs> yeah for me it's more like the bullet points like i know where i'm going I never uh-huh. like memorize anything, so I know I know very well where it's going. But I also give myself room if I forget something, I can go back to it. Yeah. Or, um, you know, in the moment if something comes up, work with it and then get back to where you got to be. Well, that's just so, to me. Yeah, yeah. That's so, not memorized. No, no. I mean, there's definitely places I know. You know, you, I'm not going to know how it goes. You know where it goes, and sometimes it'll come out the same. But I just know this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. Again, freeing up time if if for freeing up myself, and, and like, I'm not going to apologize. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this. This, so yeah, this, right. it, it just doesn't matter. I'm the only one that knows where it's going, yeah. So, uh, so I, I just keep, keep that in mind. And you know, again, when I said like having fun, like, there, there's certain things, like, if the crowd would react to something, you know, I'm gonna combine it or if it's coming from the heart there's like one part where i'm talking about working at nbc and i'm talking about or you know towards the end it's like people helped me they got me sandwiches and stuff i mean that was like from the heart and i had to say it because there was people there arnold you know and they made sure i got my sandwiches and stuff so right. it, it like like that you you got to give yourself room to to also have that kind of thing um, it just it's just going on the sides. we kind of like what I'm doing now, but like to go on and on and on. Don't do that. Get back to the, get back to
1: it. Right. Yeah. Well, I find that even more uh, as I, it's more impressive. Uh, yeah, thanks. Because it, uh, I had thought that maybe it was like um, uh, a music kind of thing that you had to get it all in your head exactly right, but it's much more a free, I mean, that's and skill.
2: The, the jazz aficionados, I mean, they, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's almost like that where you know where, like, you know, you know the notes and you know where to play them, but if they don't come out that way, you just improv, improvise that. You, you know that where to, the melody is supposed yeah, to be. And then yeah. you get, and then you can just get back into the, back into the story. You know, that's back it. into the song.
1: And, um so how do you uh, generate it then? Are you, uh, For me, if I've got a big show going, I have to write it all out by hand. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll type it, kind of think up the thoughts, and then if I've got a big show, I write it all right before I go out so I have a, even just the main points. Yeah, so I, I, I just keep it. breaking
2: it down. I, that's exactly what I do too, Dale. I'll, I'll break, keep breaking it down. I'll write it all out, break it down, break it down. A lot of times, right? before I, I still do this um, to this day. Is like if I have a show at seven o'clock, um, I'm at Subway. Uh, I go to Subway now. You smell like a sub, but like uh, it's the it's quieter than the coffee places. So it's oh, yeah. quiet. there's no one ever in there. So um, I'll go there. I'll get a water. Um, the <laughs> one by UCB now.
1: There's no one in there. <laughs> Not exactly. The a one ringing by UCB now. Yeah, the one by UCB. <laughs> U- <laughs> Maybe since they discovered the yoga yeah. mats and their bread. <laughs> Things have yeah, yeah
2: so the, but it's 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 quiet. quiet.
1: It's a quiet place. Someone
2: said one time I went to a show and like you smell like a thumb or something or uh, you smell like a toe. I'm like, no, I was at Subway. It's funny like it's that and that that's yeah reoccurring. People think Subway smells like feet. Yeah, um, they make the, their own bread. Yeah, they make their own bread. So it's it's, it's an odd. Uh, it's a specific smell. Yeah, yeah. But I'll get there. I'll get. I mean, to this day, like I said, I'll get to a show the venue usually 45 minutes to an hour before yeah and i go to a subway or someone something like that and i'll have my notes but i also have a blank sheet of paper and a lot of times i won't even look at the notes i just want to write it right and, and i think that's because that's how it's going to be on stage you're going to have like a blank sheet yeah know? and that helps but confidence wise sometimes you got to say it aloud
1: yeah yeah, yeah so. i sometimes i'll be walking from wherever i'm going. And I'm kind of muttering it's good. to you, myself. But you need that. Put, yeah.
2: put, you know yeah. what? Put your iPhone uh, head or earbuds in yeah, nobody so it knows. looks like you're talking. Because <laughs> if you don't have those on, then they start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always, I always just, and I'm not listening to nothing. I'm not talking to anybody, but that nobody knows in New York.
1: Well, I thought we'd do uh, something that might be a little odd, but we're going we're gonna, to uh, pause and play a clip. Okay, sure. Uh, sure. From, from the album. Sure. And uh, this one will be uh, from, you had a friend that drove the bus. Yes. From Freddie. Yes. The bus driver. So we'll listen to that.
2: So freshman year wasn't good, but I made a friend. And he was real. (laughs) (laughs) And his name was uh, Freddie. He was a public uh, bus driver. We didn't have public school buses. We just had public buses. They drove around my town. No one ever took them. It was a weird thing. They must have been the loneliest people, these bus drivers. So of course we hit it off. Um, <laughs> uh, the first days, uh, school, uh, the bus stop was down the block, and I, I walked there and, and I saw this guy who was a, like Paul Bunyan-esque. he's redhead with a big beard, and uh, I was wearing my Larry Bird shirt. And he got really excited. And we started talking sports, and we became like two kindred spirits. And we went back and forth. And uh, he had grown up with my dad, and it was just really nice. And. I don't want to say, like, I got a lot of power and pull when it comes to meeting people and stuff. I'm kind of shy, but, uh, the next day, uh, the bus wasn't down at the corner. He, he, he pulled the bus right up in front of my house. <laughs> it was Freddie. We used to do sports trivia, like, he'd say, like, uh, what, what Red Sox player has chicken for, before, uh, every game? And I was like... Wade Boggs. He's like, Jesus, you know your sports. Thank you. And we had each other's backs. Like, he knew I wasn't doing that well with, with, with other friends outside the bus. So he would say, don't worry, kid, you're going to be all right. And I had his back, too. I'd say, like, hey, you know, Freddie, it's bullshit. You shouldn't have been written up. I, I am not in danger when you're driving the bus and you have a coffee in one hand and a donut in another and you're riding the steering wheel with your knee. Like I feel safe. That's safe. They're bastards. They're out to get you. He's like, thanks, Adam. Thanks.
1: It's terrific how you uh, and that's the the impulse for kindness. Yep. I think is is rare, Adam. Yeah. Uh, Don't you think? Yeah, not necessarily. I think it's probably underreported.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
1: I, I remember all of the bus drivers that I had just as a kid, because I I was always the last one on the bus, going around. I was like on the way back to yeah, the yeah, to yeah, the yeah. station or depot, so I would get to know uh, uh, Mrs. Dunn or, or the 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 creepy sub guy that we called GI Jerk because he'd he'd say uh, he was a sub bus driver so he said, say well where's your stop and you'd say here he'd, he'd say here and he'd slam on the brakes and all the children would say Wah! and he'd let you off wherever I mean that's irresponsible yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatig- that's why he was a
2: the sub yeah, you don't want to mess with him no G.I. jerk there's a problem
1: you could see if he was behind the wheel when he opened the door to get out there Oh, it was going to be a rough ride we home. We had a
2: couple great. We had a couple. I mean, looking back, just like elementary school, we had like I remember we had just a very pretty woman one time. That's nice. it wore tank tops and in, in like New Hampshire, so <laughs> don't. It wasn't uh, Cindy Crawford wearing a tank top, but uh, but it was it like she was very interesting. Uh, uh, and uh, maybe a single mom or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then we had like a guy that used to give everybody five. I remember that guy. He used to give everybody five. I just, you know, you just like, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's, uh, yeah, that would like really make my day. Cause like you'd walk on the bus and you'd give him five and you'd weave and you'd give him five. It was just like yeah. a really, yeah. That was before the fist bumps and the wrist bumps, <laughs> bash brothers, but it was just nice. Yeah, the high five. No, it wasn't even a high five. It was just kind of like a five. You just give
1: just him, a swat. Just slap
2: his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> where
1: were you sitting in the back or were you uh, i was right like in the middle? mid i was always yeah. middle bus yeah
2: i wasn't yeah, yeah. but yeah so <laughs> oh, but that, that was like the high That was so fun
1: and freddie it's uh, oh, it's, it's a great story yeah, yeah thank I, I, you I, I love how it all comes together there and yeah, you still yeah. get your hair cut up there
2: yeah um I, i'll go see roland um yeah in a week and a half i'm oh, yeah i always i, I was like it, it's a great place it's my <laughs> like that's like a place i've out of anywhere in, in my hometown, I've taken the most photos. It's at Granite State Barbershop. Granite State he's got, Barbershop. He's got pictures of, like, Dolly Parton now and China, the Wrestler. <laughs> it's really, yeah. Uh, and he's just a trip. He's a trip. He's He's, he's, he's his own... I don't know. I've never met a barber like that.
1: There are uh, pictures that he's just produced and put up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, haven't yeah, come yeah. in the shop.
2: I, I, no, I, like China gave him his autograph like like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and then Dolly Parton. I think he just has her picture. I don't know if he has her autograph. Yeah, but, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a Viagra clock. Yeah, yeah he's he's, well, he's, I'm he's not so he's, concerned yeah, yeah. about how he got the Dolly
1: Parton one. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some fellas of a certain age, we like yeah. to have our pictures of Dolly up there. But uh, and how old of a fel- person are you? Yeah, I'm 40. Yeah, 40 you're 40? Years old. Yeah. Ah, 40 you see. I have a couple of years on you. But um, the feelings that you bring up, the awkwardness, this kindness that we're talking about, the compassion, it's so like the feelings that I experienced and probably many have. Um, it's just people just fall for you right away, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And you've won great awards with the moth and you're teaching at the Magnet uh, Storytelling. We talk about characters on this program from time to time, and you have a certain persona, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's it's still a very authentic you. I imagine it's very close to who you are, Um, but you're aware of that persona.
2: Yeah. uh, You know, when when I first started doing uh, storytelling, I think I was a a huge caricature of myself. And I think, thankfully, too, the Moth audiences, you know, after trying to do stand-up, uh, with a guitar, and not doing very well with it, and then finding the moth and and telling stories, working on stories. I felt like first, you know, five years of doing storytelling. I was at you know, it was it was thick. I was laying it on thick, uh-huh. and I enjoyed it. And you know, I, and again, it, it's trying to find your way as a performer and find your real voice. And I, I just noticed as I started getting less nervous on stage. I'm still a very nervous person, but I the just breaking it down i don't want to say peeling the onion but it, it was and then the more i was myself the the more power i had with the audience the more con- and when i say power more connection i had with them right and you know slowly learning that by every time you're getting up um, not trying so hard just being yourself uh, you know that metamorphosis of just being me on stage um has led me to all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. It has led me to somewhat success or, or awards, but uh, that journey it was very, very important. And yeah. and again, that was really thank, thankfully, to the Moth audiences because you know if I tried to be funny, after a while they wouldn't laugh. But if I just try to be myself, I'd get laughter where I wouldn't expect it. Um, but I where I'd hope I'd get it. And, yeah. and a lot of that was off the cuff type things, uh, slowing down being less nervous, uh, being a little bit more confident. Um, and you know, I always just like, I always, and, in the stories in there, I always had a connection with older people and I was just always comfortable. Um, and people, my age, I was always very kind of nervous or, um, and like I had a swagger. Like I, like, you know, I, I look back at like videos <laughs> of like myself with my grandmother, my aunt, um, from like the holidays like in junior high and high school like i i, I had like a swagger with them and you know I, and then i know like in high school i was not like that uh-huh. so I, it's been able to take like that kind of fun funness and and swagger in my own way and be able to generate that on a stage and again like have fun and connect to people of all ages uh it's been like a it's been a really interesting journey
1: uh, what do you think that was though uh connecting to people that are older it's just, just always
2: more comfortable i was uh, and like they they always saw me the way i wanted to be seen like you know it, it was just a very you know i mean my golfing buddies were like three greek guys from my church um <laughs> you know they it's it, it just it was always certain things i worked at a restaurant but i mean a lot of the people i really got along with were all, all about 10 to 15 years older than me you know being an mbc page working at virgil's all the people were always older yeah um and uh, they were the ones that kind of gave me my s- foundation. And then mm-hmm. I, after a while, you know, like, again, as you get older, you, you can connect more with, with people your own age. But but that always, I always had that. I was always, you know, remember my grandmother, on uh, you know, I'm, I'm Greek and, and Irish, but on, on my mother's side, the Greek side, uh, they used to have, like, um, you know, tea parties and, and coffee parties. And, you know, I, I'd go over there, and I, I still remember, I'm, I'm talking like two – talking about like probably between three and five three and six um and like the women would all go crazy and hear all these like women <laughs> that smell like mothballs and, <laughs> and, and but like you know and, and i go up and i kiss them all on the cheek yeah. and and there was like this there was this thing and it, it's it's a weird uh um you know i did a moth show in in boston and my cousin came And I went before the intermission and an intermission I went to go see him and my brother and and my sister in law and there was like a crowd of women waiting to talk to me. And they were all like over like sixty. And it was just kinda funny. It was just funny. Yeah. It was just it was just it was it was, you know, it was it was he's like, You're like the Beatles and I'm like, Oh, oh, thank and I thought he meant that kinda like as a compliment. And then he's like, no, like all those women, like they like the Beatles. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, all right. uh, but but in, in saying that, we I did a show. I've done a couple of shows at the Spence School, where that you know it's, it's rich, very affluent. Um, yeah, I think like Gwyneth Paltrow went there. Um, you know, this 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 school where um, you know it's like junior high girls yeah. that are affluent and. I killed there, so yeah. it's a weird thing, you know. I mean, uh, so young young girls and like old old elderly ladies, but uh, but but that that's interesting yeah. um, too. I mean, if you can do that, but I, I, I gotta, I, I that was I was very proud of that, like because uh, because I, I that's exactly what I, I call my cousin. Well, yeah, just just so you know, rich twelve year old girls think I'm pretty awesome. So just put put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they can be a tough crowd. Yeah, too, oh so my god, Are you kidding me? That's great. Yeah.
2: Cuz you wouldn't think they ha- they'd have like uh they'd be interested in stories the deal with empathy, but they just as much, just, you know, so you, you never <laughs> underestimate your audience. That's you know? right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's Cause right. I told the Freddie story. I remember I told the Freddie story at, at Spence and, and like, they opened it to questions and like the girls, like, well, you know, they, they were asking like very like deep questions. It was like really <laughs> nice. Like this, yeah, it was really, really interesting.
1: Wow. Yeah. And uh, can we go back for a second? Sure. Because what was the stand up like with a guitar?
2: Um, It was not parodies. I was not good <laughs> no. enough at the guitar no. uh, to do parodies, um, it was really the the it was the basis of the storytelling in the sense. Um, I would, you know, in in college there was a girl at the computer lab. Yeah. And we had computer labs back then, and, and we would go and she was beautiful. This girl, and and you know, I go in, I was just too shy to talk to her, so I would write like a song. And then I would play it at the open mics to the like four pe- two or three people. I'm not even say four, two or three people that would go to the open mic and uh you know, and it was like come this and, and I would just say I go in every day, this girl, you know, and, and then I would play the song Computer Lab Girl. And uh it was weird by doing that, that got me to New York because these people paid attention. Mm-hmm. and... Did she ever notice? Yeah, yeah. She had a boyfriend, oh. which oh. I found out later. <laughs> oh. yeah, you, gotta One of the attendees. you gotta be careful. You gotta be yeah, careful. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that was like, but you know, and again, the the, the power um, of like a uh, compliment, you know, the three people were there. One person would say, you oh, know, you did a good job. And like, right. that would stay in her mind. And then they had like a talent show. Again, I mean, this was pretty big in New Hampshire in college, Keene State College, and I beat the juggler. So I won the talent show, and then I, I, I'm ready for New York. Poor bastard dropped the – you know, he was he's the guy that always – with the bowling pins, and he, he yeah. dropped he, – he would have had it. He would have had it easily. He Dropped, it, dropped the bowling <laughs> he pins. He can't win. Yeah, computer lab bro.
1: That is uh, similar, though, to what uh, maybe you or I do in that I just went to see the circus the other night, and um, great job that they did. But the minute that the juggler dropped something – your entire confidence in the enterprise was gone it evaporated and you didn't trust them and so you were nervous the whole rest of the time and it, it just undermined the production just ever so slightly right yeah, a little bit of yeah, a little yeah. crack and that happens too in in yeah. comedy storytelling if you go negative if you if you show a little crack it can it can the whole thing can just be a D pile well. of rubble yep. yeah. yeah i agree oh. but uh uh well, that's interesting. And how, when did you give up the guitar?
2: Um, so, uh, like about twelve years ago or eleven years, I was a PA for Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn, and, uh-huh. um, and Colin was really nice. And one day, Seinfeld came to the office, and he had lunch with everybody. And my job is a production assistant. I used to ride in the van and pick up like the props and the dry cleaning. So while Seinfeld was there for like two hours, and the whole time I was. Uh, I was picking up like Colin's dry cleaning. So uh, <laughs> the next day like Colin knew everybody's name and he's like, you know, hey Jeremy, what what's your what's your Seinfeld story? And he's like, Well, we talked about the black and white like, cookie and the, this and then he's like, wait, how about you? I'm like, I ah, I didn't see him. He's like, What do you mean? He was here for two hours. I go, Colin, I was picking up your underwear. <laughs> you know, and he and he felt bad and, and it was like, you know and then like the next day he came up to me, he goes, Adam, I go, hi hi, Colin. He's like, I'm I'm mad at you and I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm kind of mad at you too buddy and he's like no no he goes your boss told me you do you do you know you do stand up and he goes i want to see a tape and that was like a huge break for me yeah Uh, i thought i was on my way to being a cast member at snl it was just like like here's a guy you know and everybody all the pas on that show production assistants they were all like you know wanted to be writers or wanted to be comedians so for him to ask it was like a big deal sure so I, i brought in a video and we watched it and and uh it was like i mean that that defined how everything happened he just said he's like it changed it he goes uh stop playing the guitar and he goes he goes can i be brutally honest i go please and he's like just he goes you're it's not going anywhere he's like you know play it at home but he's like work on the stories he goes the things that you do the bits in between the songs that's you and then he said like just be your, again he said be yourself Right. You know, try to be, like, who you are around the office because, be, you know, people like you. You're a likable guy and you're funny, but, like, this is not, this is not. And, and he was absolutely right. It was, like, tough love. Um, and he said it very gently, but um, it wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't getting any better. And that was, like, one of the things, like, with storytelling. After once, they said, like, you got to improve. you got to continue improving. If you're not, then get into something else. Go back home to New Hampshire or whatever. So that, that, there was a lot there.
1: Well, that's a That's a great story too, and and good that you had somebody to kind of thank call God. call yeah, you on yeah, yeah.
2: it. Yeah, because I think I would have just kept kept doing it. And it was, and again, it, it was fun. And and some people, I love when some people say, "Oh yeah, no, I love the music act." Well, thank thank you. Uh, where were, where were you in the audiences <laughs> uh, when I was playing empty venues? But uh, but yeah, I needed that. I needed that push. So, yeah. And with someone like that that I thought a lot of. And Colin had, had an, a lot of impact on me because before, uh, one thing my boss let me do, I mean, uh, it was, a though, you know, being a PA for a TV show, if anyone's done it, driving vans, it's, it's not setting up tents when it rains. It wasn't like a fun thing, but you meet so many people, and you know as you advance, you know, be kind to everybody. It's right. important. Like, you know That's what right. I mean? People, you don't know where they're going to be. But also just as a human, like you're working on a show, Right. Um, you know, be good to people. They're they're working for you, and Colin kind of set the tone for that, and from top to bottom, and you know, and one of the things my boss would let me do is always, no matter what, I would always be on the floor of the show when he would do. You know, there was a warm-up comedian, then he would do about 15 minutes every day, and he was just doing stories, he was doing bits, but it was just really fun to watch him hone stuff day after day. You know, four days a week, uh, that had a lot, like a lot of impact on me.
1: It kind of established a uh, maybe already had it, but a work ethic work around ethic, it too. Yeah,
2: and that that he just kept trying bits, working on things. You know, things like day after day wouldn't work, and he would try it, and then finally, he, like he figured it out. Um, but he just kept at it, kept at it, and like that, like that fifteen minutes of workshopping, you know, and, and that aud- for for that audience, it was just it was just really it was for me it was very very interesting. And then going upstairs and seeing him writing notes, he, the guy was always always working. And yeah. Like, People that people that are good at anything, what I figured out over the years is like they they, you you gotta work hard. You know what I mean? You gotta work hard and and like, how do you do this? What, you know, what do you do? I mean, like I said, I still go to like shows like an hour before, and I'm working on my notes. Like, I want to do well. I don't, right. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to okay. continue, and I want to continue to get better. Like, you know, I mean, the album, thank you, but if I get to do another one, I want it, be- I want it better. Sure. You know, I mean, it's it's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing it just to enjoy myself. Like, I want I want to be really good at it, and I want people to connect, and I want people to, to you know like it.
1: Well, isn't it amazing, too, when you see somebody, and we don't have to say any names, but you you see somebody show up and just, it's like uh, they just wandered in. They're just totally casual about it and, therefore, less successful. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you wonder, of all the people vying to get on this storytelling show or this night of comedy or whatever it is, to get up there and just toss it, why? Yeah, What's the point? It's a little bit... Uh, and but, but, it.
2: but also it's, it's mainly why why I'm happy I did a lot of those shows. You know, the, the saddest moment in my life, OK, in New York City as a performer was, you know, the first year I was here, I was living in Fairview, New Jersey, which is way up by the George Washington Bridge. I was living in a basement apartment next to a cemetery. Um, At the bottom of a hill. So, you know, in fair view, you know. But, and when it would rain, I would get flooded up and, and the water would come down the hill. It was just the most depressing thing. Um, but I was in New York and I was doing it. And I got booked at this musical venue. And it was like a bar, when I say musical venue, it was like a bar by a World Trade Center. And I went and I brought my video camera and I set up the video camera and I started playing the guitar, started doing songs. Yep. There's two people in the audience. Um, they both left. And there was one guy sitting, still sitting at the bar and the bartender, middle of the second song, the bartender put the jukebox on. And I mean, and this is all on video, you know And I mean? It's like break. And, you know, I'm the one that set up the, this was like my, again, right. like, you know, you just move here. This is my break. And I'm, and I'm, and it was just the saddest and my like going home after that and like crying and holding my guitar, looking at the city Boulevard, East in Jersey. Oh, God. So, you know, I get booked on anything. Yeah. You know, there could be four people. I'm. You're gonna get a show. You're gonna get a show. It's is, is it a free show. You're gonna get a show. I'm gonna yeah. perform. I'm not. And if I'm trying stuff out, it's gonna be stuff that I've actually worked hours before performing. So exactly. if you get new material, it, when you say some people say new material, it's like I've never. I haven't thought about this. I'm just gonna do it. I'm not talking that. I'm <laughs> right. talking about stuff like I've actually worked really yeah. hard on. You know, I, I mean, I. I don't want to say like I owe it to the fan. I owe it to myself too. You know what I mean? Like, I've been... I've done so many bad shows um, over the years that... I don't know, and and you don't know who's there too. Like a, you know, a lot of times it'll be like someone will come up to me and say like you know, uh, I remember you did this, which is always a compliment. But like they were at that show that was like god awful. But they're like you know, but you know, <laughs> right? But I, but I gave it it all. You know, I'm not I'm yep. not gonna phone it in. There's two people here, but I'm gonna do it. And then the person standing in the back was that, per- you know, and and then they became exactly. this. So it's it's like I don't know
1: exactly yeah. I think we I'm partificating that. a lot no 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 but I, I'm taking it in and I love right. it because I'm the same way and if you come to see any of, any of my shows, whether there are one or two people there I'm still going to do it full out and it's going to be new material but well thought out yeah. I, hope. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope. hope yeah I hope I mean I'm sometimes not sometimes I try, try, try things in the moment yeah
2: but sometimes yeah, oh you of know, course I, I mean that yeah that's
1: but the score is there and it's been worked on and uh, I'm going to give you a good time
2: yeah yeah that, we're and, gonna and, have, gonna have fun doing it you know i don't want to say you know not to try <laughs> people listening out there not to try something but again you want to think about it a little bit just too. a little <laughs> just a little you know,
1: but you do you think you uh inherited that is that a work ethic that's yeah, part of your my, family? My
2: family yeah uh, you know uh yeah i mean they're, they're workers so working i've mean, had four jobs growing up and yeah. my, you know my brother's got three now um yeah, my mother's work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my grandparents. I mean, like the you know story, on the album. Yeah, I I, I might not have gotten a lot of a, a, inherited their intelligence, but I I did inherit uh, their definitely inherited their work ethic and perseverance. I mean, you know, I've been yeah. here. I, I've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, it, it's. Uh, it's been a struggle. It's, it hasn't been easy. But, yeah. again, like, you take those experiences, you take the angels that were in that audience, I mean, that kept me going. I just have, like, a lot of appreciation for people that have helped me.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, it's a long game, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is. And you gotta you got <laughs> to realize really that, is. too. I mean, the... You know, I, I remember I gave myself, like, a week. The first week I was here, I had, like, an internship at 20th Century Fox. And I was, like, in the guy's office. Uh, and it was, like, a small production company within. And I was, like, crying. And I'm, like, you know, like, I I don't know if I'm going to make it. And it was, like, one week. And the guy's, like, yeah, you know, you got to give yourself a break here. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go yeah. easy, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and uh, New Hampshire. Yep. Uh, known as a the, little bit flinty. Station. Yeah. You 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 have any of that part? You, I don't know what's that. What's that? Uh, um, uh, concerned about uh, finances and uh, very, um, um, well, like you said, colds, cash, and all this kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah. flinty to me means like you save a lot of money. Or yeah, I, I
2: haven't been able to save my. But I, I, one of the reasons why I'm still here is I, I you know, I'm cheap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, if you know, <laughs> Hardy, uh, cheap, hardy, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, I, I'm definitely cheap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's kept me here. I, I, yep, I'm not I have, mean look yep. at me. I'm wearing I'm wearing jeans. I'm wearing pants I've had for five years, sneakers for two years. You look great, shirt though. nineteen what does it say here? Two thousand eleven. So yeah, Stanley yeah, cup champions. Yeah, and Bruins, shout out to the Bruins. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I'm not uh You have my been. you know what my goal is? I'll tell you what my goal is. Yeah. Like if if I did do well, like like really good Yep. I want to buy like a barracuda jacket, like like finds Like the first season of Happy Days, Fonzie wore a barracuda jacket because yeah. they wouldn't let, let them wear a weather jacket. I want to get a barracuda, like a real barracuda jacket. So it's like a windbreaker, yep. and the inside's like flannel. Not uh-huh. flannel, but it's like a what, – what's that? Like plaid? Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm going to that so when if I if I get if I get like a, a decent I don't even want to say a big break, like a decent sized break, I'm <laughs> yeah. buying I'm buying myself a I uh, it's I think it's like a like $250. That's that's I'm going to buy I'm going to buy one of those. So I have right now when I when I need help, I, I buy like a black and white cookie, but if I get a, a normal sized break, I'm buying a barracuda jacket. Well, I think like that's Fonzie. A t- I I'm I the a beige tentative. one. I'm getting the beige one. The beige one. Just like Fonzie for. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's an attainable goal, Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Really, so you gotta, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. So that's it. my big So I think that yeah. so is a little bit of the uh, New England, qua- the Yankee quality yeah, 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 to yeah. it. Um, I was up in New Hampshire a couple of times. I've been up there. It's a beautiful state, and you can drive through some really beautiful oh, yeah, chasms yeah, yeah. of rock. Absolutely. And uh, there's a Bass Shoe Outlet that I yes. used to go to. Yep. And buy shoes Is it uh, on uh, North Conway
2: or what? North Con- Or really? is it
1: White Mountains? I feel like it's maybe White Mountains. very far up, and it's near a clam shack. Okay. It's just across the border, I think, in Vermont, or maybe that's Okay, right
2: is there. that Maine? Is that Could that be the Maine one? No, 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 no I don't think Vermont. so. I'm okay, pretty okay, sure okay. it's a Vermont I, in Vermont. I'm not going to debate you. <laughs> you <laughs> have you know you're always. A you're,
1: wonderful okay. chowder up they there. They do, oh, are yeah. And uh, But it's, it's really, I always thought, I don't think of it as the friendliest place.
2: No, 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 but no. But here no. you are. No, yeah. I, it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's hit or miss. Yeah, It's definitely hit or miss. It's weird, you know it's and you say that you know like w- the biggest fear i had moving here when i moved here i didn't know anybody my biggest fear was that i wasn't gonna meet nice people yeah because for me coming here and you know my family did not want me to leave it Was the baby of the family but it was like you know death wish um sure. you know like all like you know uh french connection like right. this is not and right. and they were just scared and here's this naive nice guy like going you know like no and uh so that was like my big thing, and I got the internship, but I got a job at Virgil's Barbecue, and it was amazing how nice and like they they took me in, they like adopted me, to like this restaurant, this community, of di- and like all I could think of is like, and I would say it all that I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you guys are so nice, like what what's the is this a joke? <laughs> is this a big practical joke or right. what? And uh, no, but it, it was yeah, that was like my biggest fear. So you think that, yeah, and then hear um, about people from the immigrant. That's what I.
1: Yeah, a lot of the, you can't get there from here kind of a... Yeah, 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 but, absolutely. Yeah. But here, they'll, they'll stop and tell you how to get there. Yeah. Where are you trying to go? That's the thing that I hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that's a little bit annoying because you're already on the train and he's trying to... Anyhow, I uh, uh, <laughs> saw a guy do that to <laughs> a woman. She's like, is this the uptown train? Where are you trying to go? Just answer the question. If it's uptown, she knows where she's going. Yeah. Anyhow, tell me about Rick Moranis.
2: Rick Moranis... <laughs> Because I don't want to have a I, I don't want to listen I don't want to have I would never I, I could meet I like Bob Dylan I like Neil Young if yeah. they were there to get a photo with them eh. Rick Moranis is one person I would say I would love to get my photo with him really yeah 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 i like i I, the the relationship with him growing up i I look very similar um as i was younger when my cheeks were a little chubbier (laughs) look doppelganger uh, like a young rick moranis i could have played that was like my hope deep down to show everybody like one of these like people in other words if you're listening people were not nice about it and Uh, it it uh, gave me a huge complex uh, like a huge complex um because deep down, I love them. I mean, and, and I know like some of the older, like I mean, Strange Brew is terrific. Yep. Uh, Streets of Fire, he was terrific in. If, if I, people, I can't, yeah. I can't even yeah, recall Streets of about Fire, that. With Michael Paré and Diane Lane, and uh, it, it was great. But uh, yeah, people used to make it really. It really bothered me. It really, it really bothered me. And then I got to college, and it was worse. You know, yeah. it just once people brought it up, it was like a big, big buzzkill. And then yep. now, I'm, 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 I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it.
1: I used to get Egon.
2: Oh, Jesus.
1: When I was a kid, I was called Egon, especially uh, at the National Youth Leadership Council meeting in Washington, D.C., and uh, there I danced. We had a dance afterwards in the ballroom, and they had people like Madeleine Albright and female uh, space people come in and tell you about NASA, and uh, Gwen Eiffel, I think, was there. Anyhow, uh, they had a little dance afterwards, and— um, I don't uh, know why this was, but grinding was very popular. Yes, yes as a I dance remember form. That. You, you may recall. Is, is,
2: is that gone out of style? I've not <laughs> been to the dance,
1: club, but I do remember
2: grinding. <laughs> right? It was
1: like a thing. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm grinding. And uh, during the grinding, you know, our bodies are close together, yeah, yeah. and if you're wearing loose-fitting pants, certain things can happen to a male body, where in in the term of the day, you could pop a chubby. Yes, and uh, that unfortunately happened uh, with a very nice redhead, and. Um, it ended very abruptly, but uh, I still kept the kept the Egon name. But then, you know, Egon's boner became. Uh, anyhow, the thing is, it was uh, very awkward for me. But uh, I feel like if we were going to do a yeah, Ghostbusters yeah. thing, uh, yeah. you know, an all male version to yeah. counteract this yes. all female thing, we yeah. should get in on it. Yeah. Then it segued into Elvis Costello for me.
2: See, yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, like a handsome, handsome, handsome Thank mar, you, uh, thank you. Elvis Costello. He's a, a handsome guy.
1: Hand, handsome guy. Yeah. And I was on the train today, and I saw a couple of guys look over at me, and I was like, you think I'm Elvis Costello. For just a moment, nod, you... Just nod, you, smile you th- and I nod. should. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. need to get the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would really get pipe, sell it.
2: Pop hat or whatever, yeah.
1: I'll take any attention. Yeah. But, um... And how did you uh, find the moth? Or did the moth find you?
2: Yeah, um, just around the time Colin um, tore me a new one. No, when (laughs) when he told me about uh, one of uh, the producers, one of the segment producers at Tough Crowd, uh, John Bobby, um said you know you should you should do we were at the back of a bar one night after it was like a friday night and i was just had a few beers and was telling them a story he's like you gotta check out the moth and it took me like a year it took me probably like like six months to, to to finally work up the courage to go yeah and um and then that was it i found my home you know and they just just again it's all about community so you had like virgils you had like a lot of the you know nbc you know and i was a page uh and then uh you know, the Moth community was just, they just really, they gave me a lot of attention and they, they really nurtured me. A lot of the people, and a lot of the people are still there. Sarah Janess, Catherine Burns, Jen Hicks, and um, a lot of the, the you know, and, and even the board members. There used to be a guy, the reason why I stayed at the Moth, partly. So, you know, this is crucial to the creativity and all this and, and, and stream of luck and stream of conscious. There was a guy, Alan, that used to go, and he was a board member for the Moth because it's a nonprofit, mm-hmm. Um but in the early days, he would go, and during the intermission, he'd always bring back, like, four or five pizza pies. And I used to always make sure I sat next to him so I could have dinner. <laughs> so it was, like, always—so that was, part like, partly getting to perform, but also have dinner. And, pizza. again, it was just random acts of kindness. And, and like, that That kind of kept me going. And again, it was, like, the power of a compliment. Um, they were always—they always had something, even if it was, like, the worst t- night I ever had performing or whatever— they would always manage to give me a compliment. Each of each people, each, you know, there was like a selective group there, Dan Kennedy, they'd always say like or email me like a one nice thing. And again, it just kept me going. So yeah. just like the power, people, you know, it's 2016 coming at like the year, like throw a compliment out there. Like it, it goes such a long way. Such a long way. Yeah.
1: I agree with you. And there have been people on the show who I wouldn't expect to get a compliment from people, some of the biggest stars yes honestly or who have become big stars and they're the people that sent me notes after we do a show or something said hey thanks for having me on you're funny whatever it was yeah and i wouldn't have expected it and when that came from them it it was uh, extra meaningful Uh, anybody would be meaningful yeah yeah. but it just uh, somebody took the time to say that it's always it always said
2: yeah i mean yeah
1: it's kind it's just common decency yeah, it is. Oh, it? Yeah, I mean, let's get back
2: to normal, like right. like being <coughs> being people. Yeah, yes. yeah.
1: Now uh, you commute every day. Yeah, you come in from Hoboken yeah. to uh, one of our great gateways, Port yeah, Authority.
2: You, you, mostly <laughs> <laughs> Port Authority. I have a love hate relationship <laughs> with Port Authority.
1: What's the love
2: part? Weaving, <laughs> uh, <laughs> weaving. <laughs> yeah, weaving. Port, yeah. Port Authority's tough. Port Authority's tough. So, in, as, especially since they closed down the barbershop there. <laughs> <laughs> they had a barber shop in the Port Authority. They closed that down.
1: Wouldn't you think, if you or I were uh, elected mayor, that the first thing you would do is take care of the gateways to the greatest city Absolutely. on earth? Absolutely. Shouldn't there be no trash along the Amtrak rails? No. Shouldn't there be no uh, uh, detritus uh, no. Uh, uh, in Penn Station? The bathroom should be the best in the world. Yep. Yeah. What, what? Why is this such a blind
2: spot for people? I don't
1: know. I don't LaGuardia, yep. Penn Station,
2: uh, Port Authority. Yep. Are you kidding? You know what I was thinking of doing. This was for the for the longest time. Now it's it's a Cake Boss coffee shop place, like oh. in the corner of the 42nd Street and Eighth Avenue. Yeah. Um, but for 12 years, 15 years, it was it was a Dwayne Reed, and they closed it down. So it was just empty, and what I wanted to put was like a one lane bowling alley there just so when people like and there would be like a short line, but like all you could do like there was everybody walking into the port authority at any time of the day is not happy right you're not happy to be there, so just go there, grab a ball and just roll it with all your might and and smash some pins, right. then just go to your bus like that I think that would have been that like Ideal. i'm not a I'm not an entrepreneur, but that would. That just makes sense, <laughs> and like, are you gonna w- wait? I'm gonna have to wait in line a half hour for my bus. Yeah. But before that, I'll wait five minutes just so I can take a ball and just take all my energy. And then after that, you know, and you know what I Perfect. would do? As you walk out, they'd be like a little, with like wind chimes. Yeah. Now, now you've you've found <laughs> right. your moment of zen. Now it's time to calm down. That's you right. got out the aggression. Every and then all of a sudden, people on the bus lines leaving. All of a sudden, you're happy. That's that. But that that would have been the plan. Now it's a now it's a kick, boss. Yeah. You know? Have a five, five-year-old five cupcake. Ugh, gross.
1: <laughs> not the same. Not the
2: same. Not the same. But that bo- one-lane bowling alley. Where are you going? Do you, don't you have a bus to catch? I got to roll this ball. <laughs>
1: roll it, man. I got
2: to roll it. Yeah, that, that, Strike. I thought, that been, yeah.
1: Wow. I think that's a terrific idea. Yeah, thank you. I really... wanna,
2: wanna invest? Yeah. I know you got money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> taking these cabs everywhere. Uh, well, Cake Boss is from Hoboken, though, yeah. isn't
2: he? Um, I'm gonna come out right now. Um, and tell you <laughs> that the cake boss, um, Carlo's o- overrated, overrated, yeah. overrated. I've uh, had the cake. I'm not impressed. Yeah, there, there's a couple places, Giorgio's, um, and there's also Antique Bakery. My buddy Teddy Caluca used to take me there. Great places. Um, no. back before it was Cake Boss on TV, I used to go. I'm not gonna lie. I used to go to Carlos, um, basically because it was always dead in there there's no one ever in there but i would get a coffee and i'd get a still cupcake and sit in the window and do my writing that was like my place before now it's you know right. but that i just remember the cupcakes place. i remember the cupcakes you bite them you better you know we're talking about the dentist before you, you yeah. better bite it hard but but now it's it's like the greatest place ever so it, it's just interesting how how much the media <laughs> controls things you get a show and all of a sudden the the greatest you know
1: yeah then you're uh, still then, cupcakes, then, still then cupcakes. Then spot near Port Authority. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> no, I'm going to
2: spend fifty bucks for a cupcake. No, because Buddy made it. I mean, yeah, mm. I I don't get it. Don't, yeah. Yeah. No.
1: And uh, but your landlady has become oh. a real feature of the storytelling, <sighs> and I I love following it oh. on uh, Facebook or how, however I will uh, obtain it. And that's become that was the focus of your last solo com.
2: Yeah, I show. did a solo com at the pit, and it was. Um, uh, Loving Meatballs, the story of Marie and I. Uh, she's 85 years old. On the blog, I usually, or on Facebook, I usually say she's 80, so yeah. that this is an exclusive. <laughs> she's like 85. She might, um, but she's just sweet. She cooks for me. Um, I Like people say, why do you live in Hoboken? Marie. You know, yeah. all my friends have pretty much moved out, gotten married, moved out. It's me and Marie and her sister Teresa. Now,
1: are you out of the basement?
2: Yes, fortunately. Okay. Um, okay. I am on the third floor, and I cannot explain. You know, you're talking about the struggle and the years here. Um, I lived four and a half years in Fairview, New Jersey, in the basement, and then I lived the first four and a half years in Hoboken, in the basement. After that, so nine years in a basement. Um, so since then, and I know it sounds corny, but it's so true to look out the window and not to see like a dog taking a shit or people's feet. Um, yeah. It's 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 an amazing it's an amazing feet and it makes me feel good to look out and yeah to look out and and see like maybe partial skyline or just like yeah it's it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful thing (laughs) you don't
1: know how laverne and shirley did it for no for
2: so long (laughs) just the mold and i'm asthmatic and i have all kinds Uh. of issues so it was, it was bad. That it was bad, bad news for you. Yeah. So
1: now you're up on the third floor and you got uh, a bigger bed. Or are you still on the twin?
2: I have a bigger bed. Um, uh, this is a, another <laughs> tail radio a exclusive. I have a full size. I should have a queen, but I, but you know, I, I don't want to overdo it. Yeah. So I just, I have the full size bed now. I'm, um, you could, almost get two bodies on there if you wanted
1: to. I used a full for quite a time. Uh, Now I'm in a bunk bed. But uh, that's, uh, that's, well, congratulations on that, too. You get some sheets and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people in this place. But um, uh, that's terrific. And you'll get up to the queen. Yeah. you find somebody nice.
2: Baby steps, baby steps. Let
1: them pick the bed with you. Because there's nothing more uh, romantic or sensual than bed shopping. Mattress shopping
2: because you have to go into that. the place and lie down that. on
1: all the things. I never and, thought about that. Oh yeah, oh. have a little wine or something before you oh, go yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. mattress shopping. Don't go only to the Tempur Pedic. I think look at some of the other ones that right, yeah. have a little give.
2: Well, right. Anyway, how about uh, do they still have the vibrating bed? You put fifty cents in and start shaking. <laughs> you ever do that? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> it's weird. It's loud. Yeah, yeah, it's loud. <laughs> it was but then, quite like the mood. You feel like you're in the subway. (laughs) Yeah.
1: never struck me as a sexual experience. No, no, no. No.
2: No. Not even like an amusement ride. Just like a weird. Not even relaxing. Water beds, though. What do you think of water beds? Water beds. Well. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I've only been on a couple.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I could sleep on a water bed. I've been on a lot of air mattresses. Hey, now. But true, I
1: have been a lot of air mattresses. Okay.
2: Yeah, air mattresses.
1: But now are you going to do anything else with the meatball? I think she brings you meatballs. She
2: brings me meatballs like pretty much every Sunday. <laughs> That's a
1: lot of meatballs. That's a lot of meatballs. Hey, you look good for eating Thank that many meatballs. Thank
2: you. Yeah, I know. I know. I I, I tried. Um, <laughs> she's just such a sweetheart. Uh, it's uh, yeah. She's just she's just unbelievable. She's it's, unbelievable. I'm think, lucky, yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, and that you would find her.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, my buddy Cheech lives next door, and Cheech, uh, I, he, uh, I was like living with a friend and i needed to move in with her just because money and uh uh she was a saint for taking me and she was gonna get married so i, I needed to find a place and i remember just having pizza with cheech and he's like my neighbor you gotta meet her and i met her and they just we clicked yeah yeah that older lady thing yeah older lady thing is paying off Yeah, <laughs> and, and again it's just yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and a group, and she's just uh yeah, it's nice. I, I need it. I need it. I, again, to, to survive yeah. in the city and to survive. Uh, you know, you see her and her sister on the street, and they get, like, excited to see me, you know, and the blow me kisses. Uh, it's nice. I, I love it, you know. It's something. But, again, on, on the other hand, I mean, I pay my rent on time. I'm a good, you know, I'm a, I am don't smoke. I don't party uh, in my apartment, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I walk up the stairs late at night. If I'm home past 1030 and I'm walking up the stairs To the third floor, take off the shoes. Yeah. Take off the shoes. It's it's respect. It's respect. And they know it. Respect. Yeah. Take off the shoes. Take off the shoes.
1: Well, if there's a message we can leave people with, it's respect one another, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. And if you live above an eighty five year old woman that makes you meatballs on Sundays, you get home after ten thirty, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. (laughs) I
1: love it. Well, Adam, this has been great. Yeah, thank you. Uh,
2: I, keep up the great work, and, 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 and I wish you the continued success, Dale. You're, you're, you're a good man, and, and uh, you're, you're just awesome. Thank you. Thank you,
1: thank you, Adam. Thank you. And where can people find the the album? Yeah,
2: that's just probably, go, go straight to adamwade.com, yep. and it's, it's right on there. The picture, the website looks like it was made in the 80s. But come on, give me a break. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's part of the charm. I'm, right. I'm old school, so it's part of the charm. But and, I tell
1: you, you can find all the information.
2: Yeah, you can find all the You don't have to wade through stuff. No, no it's it's not no no bells and whistles. It's all it's all right there. <laughs> um, yeah, or you, if you go to iTunes and search, you could just go Adam Wade and it'll be the first thing that pops
1: and up. And probably be a very popular gift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the holidays. so hope you have a great yeah you great too. time. Up, we're there. shaking right now. Shake hands, man. make it official. All right, thanks, Adam. Yeah, you're welcome. What I tell you, he's the real deal. This guy adam Wade, my thanks to adam for such a terrific conversation uh that'll do it for us and i hope y'all have a very happy and healthy holiday and i hope that you will get some tickets for the live shows coming up or uh, come by the free show at the hammer uh, in los angeles they're going to be terrific and I, I hope to see you Let, let's have a drink afterwards until next time i'll be trying out my new recipe for empty whiskey bottles it's pretty simple Just drink all the whiskey. Now let's get back to that great holiday music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and performed by James Bewley. Musical director, Steve O'Reilly. Season theme composed and performed by Shockwave. Podcast icon for season eight designed by Jenny Fine. Listen to Dale on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. And follow the program on Twitter at Dale Radio or on Instagram at Dale Seaver. If you'd like Dale to come to your local VFW or Elks Lodge, simply drop us a line at Radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best.